Hello. We're, we're back. Um, hi. Uh, sorry for such a long hiatus. Uh, life, <laughs> you know. We have day jobs. We have stuff going on, but uh, we're going to commit this time. <laughs> we are committed to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. To this schedule. Um, but yeah, welcome to uh, the Brandon and Daryl Experience or the BDE Podcast. Uh, I'm Daryl. And I'm Brandon. And today we thought since we had such a long hiatus and since there have been so many things that have happened since the last time we had uploaded. Um, why not talk about some of the major events that have happened since our hiatus, uh, hiatus, our break, I guess. Um, there's been a lot in, in a weird way. We've been living through fucking history. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take what six months, five months off. And, uh, basically the, the whole culture of uh, at least America and parts of the world have changed. Exactly. And it's like, it's crazy um, that so much has happened uh, in such a short amount of time. Like it's, we're currently today we're recording this. It's the 14th of August. So we're um, well past the halfway mark of the year, but regardless, this has been an insane, (laughs) an insane year. And everything's been a hot mess. And so it's going to be fun to kind of talk about our thoughts a little bit on all the bullshit that's been going on. Um, So, yeah. So, Brandon, take it away. Well, yeah. I think it's only fair that we kind of start off where we left off, which is the Oscars. I mean, our last episode is all about the predictions that we had. But no one could have predicted the... (laughs) The slap heard around the world, that being Will Smith and Chris Rock. Um, and I know part of the reason why we didn't go actually record our episode following the Oscars was because, you know, Daryl, you said that you didn't really want to talk and cover such a such a heated moment. And, um, I, and I get yeah. it because it's like uh, everyone else is doing it and like it's not our place to say whether it was right or wrong, even though I personally think Will Smith was out of line for that, but... Um, he's already dealt with his backlash, especially now being like what five months later. It's yeah, it should be under the rug, but nope, we're still talking about it. He, Will just even did a recent like video podcast. What did he do? He like did like a it was a like, video like basically answering the like, Q Q and A's from. Well, it was people. like a video that I guess he posted to YouTube. I don't even know where he posted it, but it's like. It's an apology video. Um, apparently, it's like it's like long. I I did not watch it. Um, I, just, I saw little bits and pieces, but yeah, yeah. I, I've seen screen grabs, but like, yeah, I was kind of like, after it happened, I was kind of like, well, that was a shocking moment, but I didn't really think that it was gonna spark such a large debate. I guess, um, where, like, I think everyone agrees that. Will Smith's actions were not correct. I I think that, like, we can get into the nuance of, like, does he have a right to feel angry about what happened? Um, And if you don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't know about this by now, but um, basically because Chris Rock had made a G.I. Jane joke in reference to uh, Jada's shaved head, um, Will had gotten up 
uh, smacked him and then screamed uh, to get get his wife's name out of his fucking mouth. And uh, it was a big moment. We were actually watching the Oscars when it happened. I thought it was a technical glitch. And then when it happened, I thought it was a skit. And then it turned out it wasn't a skit. It turned out it was legit. And then from then on, like, the whole ceremony was just thrown off. Um, and I thought that it was just kind of like, a, well, damn, that's, that's, that's a crazy thing to happen at the Oscars. But, like, we've seen so many crazy things happen at the Oscars that I didn't really think it would be anything worth, like, getting into necessarily. Um, there was a whole year, I don't remember, it was, like, back in, like, the 70s, I think, where, like, someone literally went streaking across the stage at the Oscars. There was, of course, the big Oscars, like, La La Land Moonlight mix-up, and, like, there have been a lot of shit that's gone down at, at that award ceremony, and I just thought, like, this is just gonna be another one of those things. But it's violence. Um, violence, But girl. it's violence. <laughs> it, it turned into something else. And I think that... I don't know, it was just really hard to kind of talk about because i think that there was just so much like there on one on one end of the whole thing it was oh like will smith should be in jail he should be arrested he should have been kicked out he should have been this that his oscar should be taken away which um as you probably heard in our oscar predictions um it was people knew that he was going to win the oscar like that was kind of the set outcome um if someone else had won that would have been a huge upset but the way the oscars operate they can't just like get take away someone's award like that like that's just not really how they work um but regardless like it, it was just a very weird moment because of i think it's it's the slap happened but then on top of that it was compounded by the fact that he won an oscar <laughs> like maybe like what 10 15 minutes later yeah it wasn't that much later i mean also there's yeah. like the, also the in-between parts where it's like oh and now uh to accept the reward it's like quest love and it's like oh well you kind of took the moment away from everyone yeah. else's awards in a sense though too where it's supposed to be just a night about to celebrate like this was the this was the first in-person oscars since the pandemic yeah exactly because, like, the, and, like the previous year well yeah well, because, it's not the first in person well, no but the but... but the previous year was like that that hybridization uh, hybridization of like where yeah. it's like there was like people from screens they had re- pre-recorded like acceptance speeches like you know what i mean like well, this is that... a well, that was this one. The last one wasn't pre-recorded. Uh, the last Oscars... So the way the last Oscars worked is that they wanted everyone to actually be in person. So what they did is they had uh, COVID restrictions, COVID tests, whatever. Uh, people were expected to test negative, and they were they had the ceremony at the... Um, I'm thinking I the, don't remember. I'm we don't live the on Emmys. the West Coast. I was thinking of the Emmys. Oh, yes. The Emmys was like that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay, I, I get you. Yeah, because the Emmys was like that. The Oscars, they had it at that... St- at, I don't even remember the name. We're not from the West Coast, so I'm trying to remember the name of the station, but it's some sort of, like, tr- like major, like, central station in L.A. Yeah. And so they had it at that at that location, which I thought was a pretty cool location, but it wasn't that the, the speeches were pre-recorded. It was that, like, basically what they did is they created, like, set rooms in different countries and different locations. So yeah. that way people didn't have to travel out to L.A. to be present at the Oscars. But um, that bit them in the ass last year because, like, you know... They had the um, the whole Chadwick Boseman situation. Oh yeah, and he, then they gave the Oscar to Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, which they, that was so fucked up. But they gave the Oscar to Anthony Hopkins, which is a deserved win. Don't get me wrong. But the thing about it that makes it even funnier is that Anthony Hopkins made it clear that he wasn't going to be attending, and then he asked if they would uh, be willing to like let him like zoom in or Skype in or whatever, and they said no. <laughs> 
So that so that was a fuck up on their end. Um, but with this Oscars, like the pre-recorded, well, the Oscars were already a fucking mess. I think that I think we should probably start there because before the um, the slap. There was already kind of a weird like tone that was happening where it kind of felt like a lot of the awards were centered around kind of making fun of the films that were nominated, which is fine. But it was like making fun of it in. Uh, how should I say this? Basically, like they, they were more interested in championing like populist movies, which is fine. Like, cool. I'm glad Spider-Man gets its like five minutes. But at the same time, like it seemed like it was about doing that over like celebrating the films that were nominated or any of the films that had the potential to be nominated. Um, it was just about championing like Marvel and Encanto <sighs> for some reason. For some reason, you know why? Well, I know why, but like still, it was just kind of like messy. And Disney then like the is a monopoly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. And like the ABC is owned by Disney. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're right, but like I think it's just it's just all messy. And I think that like uh, we saw that in the way the ceremony was playing out with like the pre-recorded speeches, where like all the tech uh, people basically had to give their speeches in a pre-recorded thing that no one was in attendance for, and they only showed like five minutes of it. They gave more time to watching Justice League, uh, and um, what was the other movie? Uh, army of of the dead army of the dead right something like that (laughs) watching those two Zack snyder films get attention uh and then we're gonna talk about last duel and be like oh that movie made no money and everyone fell asleep on it (laughs) like well damn and last duel was better than half the movies that were nominated so like what the fuck It, it was just kind of a messy messy night and i think that that just was the kind of the culmination of just a messy award season um, cause of course there were various controversies prior to that with like Jane Campion, um, all the Oscar decisions that were being made, the Golden Globes being racist, which we all knew it was just a messy, messy year. And, um, yeah, I, mm, and I guess a lot of the discourse surrounding Will Smith was, um, I don't know. I think that it was very difficult for me personally. It was very difficult because like, I think that there was kind of a line that was being crossed because I think on one hand, people were very um, vocal about how they felt about what happened. But I think that there were some people who kind of crossed that line into racism. (sighs) Mm. Um, And I'm probably on Twitter way too often, but that's kind of how I gauge like the, the general public's like feelings on certain things. And yeah, there was just like a lot of vitriol that kind of jumped into like a discussion about race and community and what exactly an event like that means to various communities. It was just kind of messy and it was a lot. And so I, that's my feelings on it. I kind of talked a lot. I mean, Brandon, like what, what were your thoughts about the event? Like what, what, how did you feel about the slap and then also the, the greater award season? Yeah, I mean, I just wasn't too invested in the award season in general, just based on the movies that were nominated and whatnot. I mean, I think we both were, we felt that way. We were just like, yeah, whatever. We'll just, you know, Mm. we'll do our nominations. We'll see who wins. We'll score up. We'll tally up our scores to see, you know, who has got the most predictions correct. And um, we'll go from there. And then when the slap happened, I was like, what just happened? Yeah. (laughs) Did, Did that happen? Did we see right? 
is this real? And, um, I mean, I personally, you know how I feel about comedians and, like, how I think that jokes, it's fair game. Like, you, like, you should, especially in that role for Will Smith, like, he's been around comedians, he knows people, like, he's in that inner circle where it's, like, you know, they're just playing, they're just making fun. Like, it's not supposed to be a harmful situation, so I don't know what underlying thing there was that night where Will just, you know, snapped at Chris and acted in that way but regardless it wasn't okay and i didn't think it was okay to to act in such a manner just from a simple like i think it's a simple playful joke when you're saying oh yeah gi jane 2 can't or can't wait to see the sequel like that was that was a joke essentially and it's Mm -hmm. like even if it was to target her alopecia i still don't think it was i don't i don't know how we got from a to b like, he could have just left it as, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, and never went up on stage. And I think that would have been, in a sense, more impactful, because it's like, oh, okay, you know what, maybe that wasn't cool. And then Chris probably would have handled it the same way. I think he did the best in handling it, which was, one, just moving along with the show, just like, alright, I got slapped by Will Smith, okay, uh, that's a thing. And he didn't, like, it, it didn't be, it didn't escalate. So I, I give kudos to Chris in terms of just moving on from that. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much my whole stance on it. Like, I I think this is going to definitely taint people's taste of Will Smith for a little bit, a little while. Um, I do I think he should never like act again? Do I think he should go to jail? No, absolutely not. Like, we could talk about the the double standards in some ways, where it's like, well, if that was anyone else who got or like slapped someone on stage, they'd be arrested. It's like, yeah, sure, we could. We could argue that, but obviously, if it was if it was an actual big deal, things would have happened. Like you would like Chris would have been like, "I'm pressing charges. I'm doing that." Like obviously, yeah. it wasn't that huge. And although they claim that like they're going to talk about it, I I think they're they're both too grown and too I don't want to say old, but I I don't think anything's actually going to get resolved. They're just going to put on the PR stunt where it's like, which Will did was like, "Here's my public apology," so therefore people can get off my back. But, like, I, I'm not going to apologize to him in person unless, like, something actually... Ha- we'll never know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, I personally don't think anything's going to get resolved, but, like, it, people are going to just move on from the event, and it's just going to be what it is. And I, that's kind of how it should be. Like, let's not focus on a simple slap from the night. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that, uh, for sure. I think that, like... um. I do think that, like, to some extent, I kind of see how it got there to some extent because, like, going into, like, the night, um, there were a couple of, or I, I think it was just, like, I feel like it were a couple. Maybe I'm off. But, like, I do remember there was a joke thrown at Will oh, and no. Jada there, there definitely about, was. Was like, from... about their relationship prior to that. I think it was Amy. The, the ceremony. It was either Amy or Wanda. I'm trying to remember, or no, was it Regina? It was. It was. It was like they I made a joke about was... like men that they would sleep with, and then they like pointed out. Will... I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but it was some sort of joke that was thrown their way. I remember. Um, I remember that happening and being like, "Ooh, like, well, yeah." Them it... as a whole just didn't make sense as hosts, and then like the tar- the weird targeted attacks against other actors. I was like. They were very strange, and, like, I don't blame them because, like, they didn't write the material, or, like, or at least, like, they probably wrote some of the material, but obviously, like, certain material is greenlit by others, I'm almost positive, probably other writers who were involved, so, like, I don't fully blame 
everything on them. But at the same time, there are certain jokes that were, like, really strange and really odd. Um, and, like, in on the one hand, like, I want to give it to them for being able to even host the Oscars in the first place because being an Oscar host is not easy. And we've seen plenty of times in which people have walked away from hosting the Oscars with a very, very different reputation than they had going in. Um, I think about like Seth MacFarlane, how like, I feel like people liked him and then the Oscars happened and then all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, he's a douche. <laughs> uh, and then there's like, um, Anne Hathaway and James Franco. And that was messy years ago. Like that Oscars, they, they're still considered to be some, some of the worst Oscar hosts to ever do it. Um, and so like, it does like, it is a really hard job. Um, but it was just weird. And I think that to some extent that kind of fueled how we got there. Um, I don't think that Willis is wrong for being angry, but I do think that his actions were wrong for sure. And I don't really think there's really any debate there. I think that there are plenty of other ways that he could have handled it. Even if he just screamed, like no slap just screamed up on stage. I think more people will be willing to accept that than him slapping somebody the way he did. So I don't know. Messy. (laughs) It's just messy. And then from. But I mean. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I I was just going to say, I did want chaos. That wasn't (laughs) the chaos I wanted, but I did want chaos. (laughs) You wanted an upset. I wanted upsets. I did not want violence. Not upset people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not upsets. Like, oh, man. (laughs) Well, I wanted people to be upset, but not. Not not upset. That. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, like, um,. The other thing, the Oscars this year are super predictable. So yeah. predictable. Everyone, oh my god, absolutely not. Coda? No. Anyway, sorry. Um, what are we about to say? I oh, I was going to say, from one upset to another, um, the Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard situation. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm scared. <laughs> okay, all right. I think, all right, the, I think the, like, the whole like, like pop culture sphere in terms of movies and actors like just really were engulfed by these incidences back-to-back, which is like our our whole like what we need to like maybe somehow avoid this but like somehow not but now we're talking about it so i guess we never really did avoid it but yeah, yeah there was a johnny depp and amber Heard situation that we you know we missed in our several months and that was a that was a hot mess too and then with the things coming out after as well um where they're like oh we unsealed the court documents and um it's exposing johnny depp and it's like it's not really um you do realize like court uses permissible evidence and also evidence that you know gets submitted but doesn't get used in the court case um because again you're trying to build your best case um so yeah there's gonna be some things about your client that don't look the best uh however what they don't what they fail to realize is although it makes johnny look worse the other like the documents also make amber heard look worse too so it's like you have to realize that like everything that happened in that situation was just bad and not good and Daryl, you've said before, um, they probably both abused each other to some extent in whatever. Yeah. But, like, um, I'm definitely not, like, a depth stand where I'm just like, well, yeah, fuck Amber Heard, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, they're both not good people. And, like, I think he's probably less at fault, which is what the court ruled as well. They're like, all right, you know, he's less at fault. So here's some, you know, here's your um, stipend or here's your payment whatever yeah. whatever the amount that made Amber uh, Heard bankrupt essentially and compensatory damages yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah that, that was a whole mess too i think just the fact that people 
basically I, I, I don't understand the stan culture or like why we somehow pit it's it's weird because like on one end the stan culture was for depp being like all right he's such a nice guy like here's all these people who are anecdotally vouching for him he would never beat a woman look at his past relationships and then there's the sand culture of amber heard or even her own public tweets where just like this is a loss for women i'm just like okay let's not go that far either like you did you pooped on a bed like you can't <laughs> you can't just be like oh my god this was a huge loss for women it's like no 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 no, no. you are part of a problem <laughs> Oops. Not not women problem, but a problem being domestic abuse. <laughs> well, yeah, I I think that, like, oh uh, god, where do I even start with this? So I mean, when the news about this stuff start first started coming up, because this this was going all the way back to like twenty nineteen ish, something like that. No, it was yeah, like even it was earlier. like twenty eighteen. Well, because they they got married and divorced in twenty fifteen, or did they just get married in twenty fifteen? They divorced a little later, but it was like. Yeah, Did they even like, make it through 2016? I don't even remember exactly. I, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I know this has been going on for, yeah. Well, 2017, I want to say it's where it started. Okay. Um, well, oh, like, when, oh, when, it first, when it first came out and, Ab- and Amber Heard first claimed that uh, she was a domestic violence victim at the hands of Johnny Depp, um, I think it was very interesting well, because... I, well, she didn't say Johnny Depp. She said a previous relationship. Well, at the, okay, yes. Yes, at the hands of a previous relationship. So she did not specify or say his name in an op-ed that she wrote for the Washington Post. Um, we can all assume that it was Johnny Depp. And at this point, it's kind of yeah. been made clear that it's about Johnny Depp. But regardless, um, when that first came out, um, I don't remember much about it. I, I just remember basically being like, Oh damn, that's crazy! And it was happening during the height of Me Too, um, and Johnny Depp being an actor who's been in Hollywood for so long, like it didn't really shock me necessarily because there were so many other actors who are who are basically being exposed for other shit. Um, but when the audio came out of um, Amber saying those things to Johnny, they're back and forth. Um, at that point, I felt like it, it seemed like the world was against Amber. From that, not that that's not warranted that is perfectly warranted but like that was the moment where it was like oh the tides are turning she's not a she's not a victim she's lying that 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 became the narrative and from then when we actually get into this court case it it seemed like people had a very major stake in it not just because uh of like the actual case at hand but i think because a lot of people were basically like um what's what i'm looking for um they were uh putting a lot of their own baggage and their own experiences into this case. It became, it became a case where, uh, on Amber's side, if you don't believe Amber, if you don't believe Amber, then you are, you do not, you are hurting the women's cause. You are, uh, creating a space in which victims are not believed. And, uh, this is a major loss for women. If you're on Johnny's side, it becomes about the idea that men can be abused too. Um, I don't think that either side is wrong, but I think this is not the case to be putting that onto. I think that this is a very, very particular case of two people who I think were both very shitty <laughs> to one another on various levels. Yeah. Now, I don't know where it starts. I don't know if one person started it over another. I don't know if there was violence that was only moving one way or another but it just felt like on both sides it was 
it didn't seem like anybody was taking accountability for anything, in my opinion. I think a lot of Amberside was like, oh, like, I did this because I was defending myself. But then on Johnny's side, it's like, it's like, yes, I have these problems, but like, well, I was still being abused. And the thing about it that like for both sides, like on the one hand, on the one hand, Amber, the, the poop on the bed, we don't know where that came from. Maybe it was her. We don't know. The, um, what is it called? The, uh, the audio tapes, like that very clearly, she very clearly says like, I was hitting you. I was not punching you, but I was hitting you. And so she very much says like, she was acting, she was acting in violent ways. Um, and like, but then on Johnny's side, it's like, why are you sending text messages to Paul Bettany about wanting to fuck your wife's corpse? Like, I just, like, it's just stuff like that where it's like, I don't think that we can really say that one person's innocent or one person's guilty or, um, one person's an abuser and one person's a victim. I don't think that, I honestly don't know where to fall on this. And so when... I think the general popular narrative was that Amber is this manipulative abuser. I mean, I think that she, once again, is a shitty rich person who was out of touch. I think that she was very clearly trying to, like, fake cry during the trial. And I watched parts of the trial. I didn't really focus on it in detail. So, like, there are probably plenty of details that I missed, plenty of things that were thrown around that I didn't know about. Um, I think they, 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 that she has a lot of stuff that she's doing that's, like, really, really bad. But on the one hand, I don't fully believe that, that Johnny is just, like, this innocent victim, like, by himself. I just don't, I just don't buy it, necessarily. Um, and so, at the end of the day, I just kind of fall in the middle where I'm just, like, they're both bad. <laughs> like, I just, like, they're both bad. I don't think it's a one or another. They're just both bad. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. Yeah, and um, I watched a decent portion of the trial. I, I couldn't keep up with it completely because, again, we, we have lives. <laughs> yeah. And it's not worth consuming ourselves over other people. Which, which is another thing that I thought was interesting is that they, they publicized it. I think this definitely should have been just, like, something that goes on in the background that we eventually hear about. But the fact mm-hmm. that they televised it, I think, is also what really drove in the stakes. It felt like, if, if anything, this is going to be, like... Um, like the OJ trials where it gets to, like yeah I heard a like lot of re, like re-dramatized that. later on somehow I'm like like that's what it feels like with this um but definitely yeah the narrative that they were trying to sell with Deb which I kind of fell into was that like he was driven to do certain things or say certain things mm. because of how she treated him which is like you can get it obviously like if if you're in an abusive relationship eventually maybe a straw is broken and like mm-hmm. the and you're just like uh, i'll say and do random things where it's like oh yeah with the, his severed off finger after she threw a bottle and severed it he then went to a random room in the house i forget like the bathroom or something started scribing with his own blood with the finger like yeah which is like it's just like what? okay uh, definitely like weird art student kind of vibes <laughs> Where it's just like, I'm trying to be poetic with my trauma. It's like, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like, I just, I... Yeah, they're the just... Mo- oh, God, sorry. Oh, no, you, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, and it's just like, the more that we learn about the stuff that's going on in their relationship, I just don't think either party looks good. Like, it just, like, none of this looks good. In my opinion, so like when I hear people side go on one side or another, I'm just like I, I can't. Like, yeah. And you, so. Oh god. No, you go. 
I was gonna say, and like so, like, um, as much as like the popular narrative is that like Amber is this like terrible abuser, which who knows? I'm just kind of like, I, I just don't, I don't get why we're so like this is not. I just don't. It's just not doing it. Like it's just not coming together for me because like this whole relationship, everything about it just seems bad. And like, even like there was one detail that for me, that makes me very skeptical about all of it is um, that apparently like Amber had been claiming that there's been domestic abuse, abuse in their relationship going all the way back to like the beginning of the relationship in like 2011, I think 2012. Yeah. Something like that. And, And like that, that detail to me is like, I don't, Unless she is supposed to use, like, a gone girl Amy Elliott. Like, why is she doing this, like, from the jump? Like, their relationship just started and she's doing this. And then, like, there's that. And then on top of that, like, there is, for me, I do have a little bit of, of hesitancy because there is that power dynamic as far as, like, Johnny Depp, super powerful, super, or not powerful, that's not the right word. Super wealthy, connected actor. Been acting for almost 40 years now like doing his shit um and then amber heard this up-and-coming actress who was only like 20 something at the time of then they started the relationship he was already in like almost 50 like there is that dynamic that makes me like hesitant to be like oh well it was obvious that she was she was like the abuser like it's just it's just all very muddy to me and so i don't know yeah, I mean, where do you think their careers go from here? Like, do you think Johnny goes back to making more films? Um, do you think he just wanted this, like, notch under his belt to be like, all right, I'm innocent. And now he's just going to go back to being, like, low radar kind of person. Um, and what about Amber, do you think? Like, do you think Hollywood's going to basically blacklist her now? I mean, if she's not, like, I don't know how it was working with her, per se. Like, I don't remember hearing anything like, oh, she's awful to work with. But, like, do you think people would blacklist her just because it's such a, like, um, because it was such a public event? So, this is hard because, in theory, the way I think it should happen is I don't really know if either one of them should be cast in anything uh, moving forward. I don't know if either one of them should be uh, in anything major, at least for a little bit. Um but I think that, generally speaking, and, like, of course, this is when you start getting into, like, the the women's narrative of it all. Seeing the history of Hollywood and the way that Hollywood has played out, um, generally speaking, like, big Hollywood actors, um, male actors specifically, they don't get canceled. They always come back in some capacity. And so, as much as I want to be like, oh, yeah, no, there's no way that Johnny Depp gets cast in anything moving forward, he's definitely going to get casted in something moving forward. Like, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, regardless and beyond that like i think there is a case to be made about like the fact that like his quote-unquote cancellation uh at least blacklisting in hollywood like there i think there is a case to be made that it could have just been from his own antics on set apparently he like he had punched like uh a um a child or someone like that i punched a child (laughs) (laughs) but no he, he apparently like like assaulted somebody on set he would always show up to set drunk so like these are antics that like we've seen from major Hollywood actors before and they shouldn't get away with that stuff, but usually they do. So I, I don't know if I think that he'd probably come back at some point, but I think Hollywood has been as much harsher on women, generally speaking. And so I don't think that Amber being someone who has this level of um, vitriol being thrown her way, I don't see her coming back um, at least coming back anytime soon. 
And if she did come back, it would definitely be in like small indies. It would be in like probably stuff that people have not heard of or people have not even thought about. Um, but it's very rare that women with that level of controversy actually come back in Hollywood. Um, and so I don't, I don't see her coming back. They should just have a coalition of canceled, like people work together. So like, <laughs> oh my god! So oh anything, Jesus! Her comeback will come because of Mel Gibson. So just have him direct a film. See, It'll be a love interest story between Amber see, Heard, Amber Heard, and Casey Affleck. <laughs> but see, this this is where that's that's you know what's funny is that like you just named two actors who have Oscars. Two people who have just been nominated for Oscars within the past five years, despite their controversy. Exactly, that's but what I'm are, saying. There are almost no examples of women who have that level of baggage. Exactly, that, that, that's why that, she has to get in. You have so to get like, in a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> oh Jesus! It could I just, be. I don't it know. could be a biopic. <laughs> where she's like, um, she's Mel Gibson's like estranged partner. That you know, Casey Affleck can be the one that says all the slurs over oh, the phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I mean, I will say, and this is probably something that's got, that people are going to be very like, oh, about. Um, there is a small part of me that does feel bad for Amber, the tiniest bit. And the only reason for that is, I know, right? <laughs> Shocker. And the, the only reason for that is, um, when Johnny Depp got canceled, I don't think that there was that there was any level of vitriol that meets what she that she has been experiencing. And I don't think I don't think that we can say that there hasn't been any vitriol because the fact that stores are putting up signs saying we accept everyone except Amber Heard, go the fuck away. The fact that there are people putting out tip jars like pro Johnny Depp, pro Amber Heard to make more money. The fact that people are putting up murals in like other countries of, of Amber, like being an abuser, calling her Amber turd on Twitter doing all these things like i don't think i don't remember at least johnny depp receiving any sort of level of hatred like this when he was deemed uh, uh, an abuser yeah, um I can't, I can't remember if that was the case and so i do feel bad at the slightest bit only because i don't know if i think that anybody really deserves to be in that level because when she says like she if she were to say like i'm in fear of my life because of this like I believe her probably like, I don't, I don't know. And so that's probably me being too nice. That's probably me being too like, like I should not feel any sort of level of, no. of like, I don't know. But like, I, I do, I do feel like the tiniest bit about that. I don't think that's wrong to feel though, because I feel like that's an issue in today's society is that a lot of keyboard warriors are like mm-hmm. jumping straight to the gun to like acts of like, where they, they, you know, they threaten violence, but, you know, they don't ever actually act on it. Not that I would want yeah. them to, but, like, this whole vitriol against people where it's, like, so cutthroat regardless of what happens. Like, as soon as there's someone to antagonize, it's it's straight for the, the throat. And I feel like that's, like, people have lost their humanity in that sense, where they forget that, like, these are actual people. Like, they never consider for a second that, like, if this was were to happen to them, how they would feel. Yeah. Like because it's it's nice for people to feel like they have something to go against or to like be a part of. So it's like, oh, I want to be part of the group that hates Amber Heard now, and like they just say these things and they're like, yeah, fuck that bitch. And it's just like, okay, well, imagine if that was you and like you just lost your job and every other possibility of ever getting a job ever again. Which is like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And like, like I said, she is most likely not a good person. <laughs> All of this stuff was terrible. She but terrible. She, but should she get death threats every day? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no. She shouldn't be getting death threats. She shouldn't be doxxed. Um, people should not go up and like accost her or something like that. Like that, yeah. that stuff shouldn't happen. Like, and so, like that, that's where like there has to be a line, and you know, so yeah. And now, as we move on to our next topic, the thing that we should end act of violence against is the the, the decision versus Roe v. Wade. Jesus Christ! Ah, <laughs> uh, no, this one is. We're getting political now on this, so on this on this podcast. Ridiculous! This doesn't make any. This is political. This See, like, 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 the slap, and. Debt be heard, like crazy, insane. Like I don't. I, Where is the energy much. for Roe v. Wade? That same energy. Roe v. Wade. <laughs> Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. What? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. But, uh, if you don't know, which if you didn't know, I don't know how the fuck you don't know. But anyway, um. <laughs> So, tell him. Tell him what happened. So, uh, a few months back, don't remember the exact timeline, but a few months back, there was a um, draft decision that was that was leaked, basically set, basically showing that the Supreme Court was going to be voting to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, when that document came out, people weren't sure if it was real or if it was a hoax. When it, when it was revealed that it was real, uh, outrage, of course, because that's insane. Um, now, a lot of people on the right... Um, were basically more focused on the um the actual release of this document over the uh overturning of the or over the overturn decision, um, crazy. But you know, like those documents shouldn't be released. Just cut. Just making that very clear. Yes, those documents are supposed to be kept secret, but this is something that's huge. And so later, when it actually that draft decision turned into a final decision, which had now overturned Roe v. Wade, no longer making it a um, a precedent for states to, for basically uh, abortion to be seen as a constitutional right. And because it wasn't codified into law, um, that leaves it up to the states to decide whether or not abortion should be legal in those states, which creates a very, very complicated and... Um, uh, well, scary set of circumstances for a lot of people. Um, I think this is just sad. I think this is sad. I think it's gross. I think it's wild that something like this could be overturned. I think that the fact that Roe v. Wade was so focused on for so long is disgusting. I think that people should stop being in other people's fucking business. I think um, that um, I personally believe that people who do... Um, who are really anti-abortion are anti-abortion due to their religious beliefs and that's perfectly fine but that's your religious beliefs so get your head out of someone's coochie that's how i feel about it uh, brandon your thoughts um uh, ditto uh <laughs> no it's just it's just ridiculous that well one that it wasn't codified into law earlier or at all i should say so um democrats do better i don't but they needed to something to basically have a platform on they're like oh uh, abortion rights we have to keep that around uh, that's just a conspiracy theory in my head of why why it wasn't codified earlier or mm -hmm. at all again at all um 
and then like the the the, the presidents that also come with it are the assumptions not even the assumptions the straight up things that clarence has said was just like oh maybe we should look at like birth control and like sodomy or like the privacy in the bedroom it's like no why yeah, like what where no we can't we can't just no <laughs> just why <laughs> why is this a, why is that a consideration that shouldn't be a consideration it's like uh, it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it, it's ridiculous um, that's a more scary thing to me because at the end of the day i think yes this affects a huge portion of people both men and women whether the men realize it or not um but it's just like abortions are still going to happen so it's just not safe or as safe anymore at least in the states however i ha- i did hear that president biden is trying to pass a law in which um in t- like people can go from state to state to get an abortion so like yeah. say you live in a state that's like outlawed abortion you can go you can safely um what's the word i'm looking for it's not travel i mean it is travel but like there's like an actual term for it where it's like um you can safely basically go into another state um and you have basically a sanction or, or a yeah. sanctuary words are hard and yeah. yeah i don't i don't remember the term for it but you, i know you're yeah. basically protected to, that if you get an abortion in another state you can go back to your home state to be like all right this happened which again i don't think that shouldn't be this shouldn't be the the reality we live in where it's a where we have to basically make a law where that's a, a thing like it's just mind-blowing to me that we've gone this far um and that people like again like your whole stance of where life begins ends what whatever that stays between you and the person that you were having a child with not someone else you don't know their financial situation their personal home life situation all these other things i think it's just uh well most of us have to deal with an abortion probably not like mm-hmm we we aren't going to be the ones affected however there are people who literally have to think about this um whether it be on a daily um, like um not daily basis not like you're getting an abortion every day but you know what i mean like there is a person who's currently going through that experience where they're just like i don't know if like i'm safe whether or not to get this yeah exactly uh, because of health reasons a myriad of reasons it doesn't really and it shouldn't matter what the reason is actually at the end of the day it shouldn't matter like even if it's like your your go-to plan b situation where it's like all right i just got pregnant again like i need another abortion should it be that way no like it shouldn't be like this is my 24th abortion like of course like no one wants it to be used that way however statistically in like at all most people don't use it that way so i i don't see how it matters like that yeah i'm just rambling at this point no no i got you like it it's just i can't really describe how insane it is that something like this happened now like i think that it's because i guess for years people have been like trying to get the president the sitting president at whatever point in time to codify it into law to ensure that that the um right to an abortion was not going to be infringed upon or it wasn't going to be something that could potentially be lost um and every president just never did it. I think for the sake of votes. Yeah. I well, guess. Well, it's. But, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's crazy that you say that because, you know, for for Roe herself, when she she came out at some point, I forget when she came out, but she was like, I'm actually anti-abortion. It was a bad mis- like choice on my part, blah, 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 blah. 
later on, she comes out with another public statement. She's like, well, I'm actually pro-abortion. I was actually just paid by people who were anti-abortion to basically be this platform because because basically it changed my life. I got paid buttloads of money um, to be anti-abortion, even though I'm pro-choice. And it's like, oh my God, you <sighs> are the worst. You are the absolute worst. Oh like, my God. Yeah, no, th- and this came from her mouth. Like, this isn't just, like, some Onion article that I read. This yeah. is, like, actually, like, <laughs> look it up yourselves. I, I Maybe I can find it later on, in, but I, I'll probably forget about it. But look it up. Roe v. Wade, um, Roe, basically, back. The fact that she both was, like, pro-choice, like, she ne- she wanted abortion. We basically got uh, a federal uh, decision made for her and to- for others to basically protect her rights and then she's like, oh, I'm anti-abortion. And then she backflaps again, and she's like, yeah, I'm actually, I was been pro-choice the whole time, but I'm a shill. Oh, it makes oh me upset. Oh my god, it's just. So I... yeah, to, to go to your point with votes, yes, even on the Democratic side, on on yeah. both sides, on both sides, there's going to be shills for people and for ways to get votes and whatnot. And it's just, it's upsetting because it's like there's just some things in life that should just be easy answers <laughs> for these these quote-unquote problems or issues that we have in the um in not only america but the world but we're just like yeah let's make it harder for the common person because you know what my position in power matters more oh my god it's it's just so sad like it's it's crazy that i don't know i feel like i've i've said like every i've tried my best to like put out there like every feeling that came about when that happened um at that point i felt like it's just all fucking crazy like i i don't even really know how to describe it um now of course there are ways that this can be changed um of course it's not like there's a legal ban on on abortion from a federal level um which is good but i have no trust in the supreme court (sighs) um I don't think anybody should have trust in the Supreme Court. I mean, I guess uh, people who align themselves politically to, I guess, right-leaning people. I, I don't want to pigeonhole everybody into one category, but yeah, I, I think it's just should, very hard to, like... It should be said that the institution of the Supreme Court should be trusted. However, mm. the inhabitants of the current system are the ones that we don't trust we should say yeah exactly and like i just think that because technically it's doing its job like the supreme court did exactly what it's supposed to do which is um there's uh, people put into power or put into place which are the judges um and they make a decision which are supposed to represent the people i mean obviously it's the system's a little broken in that sense Mm -hmm. but it still did what's supposed to do it's not like there is this like uh I don't want to say like a, like a conspiracy. There's not. There wasn't a coup or anything like that. It's like, no, a vote was held and technically majority voted, and it was overturned. And we may not yeah. like that decision, based on the system we have in place. Uh, but that's how it is. But we should be angry with the people that are there currently, and for basically stating because there are video. There's literally video, video evidence of everyone saying that Roe v. Wade is something that should remain. And yeah. basically every single one of those parties that said that on video backtracked their statement with this decision. 
Looking at you, Clarence. Oh, God. I fucking hate him so much. I mean, like... Ugh. I hate him so much. I can't... I, well, well, let's just let's just overturn interracial marriage at the same point if you want to revisit oh the Fourteenth Amendment. Well, because oh. I, already, I already felt some type of way realizing that Clarence. So, so prior to like ten years ago, so like early high school, I had no knowledge of politics at all, or rather, I didn't really focus on it at all. So, like stuff that was going on around me, I was just kind of like, "Oh, well, that's crazy," and then moved on. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. <laughs> uh, and then, um. Basically, I think it was, as with many people, when Trump was elected, uh, I think that's when a lot more people became, like, much more, like, oh, like, aware of, like, trying to basically focus more on, like, what's actually going on politically. A lot more people became more politically charged and much more politically active because they were kind of, I guess, I don't want to use the word inspired, but I guess that's the word to use here uh, because of something that, because of that happening. Um after that became much more aware of like stuff that was going on in the world. But I think it just became very, very crazy to me that like that this thing, because this is like, this is a right that's being taken away from people. Right. Like this is still like the fact that we are taking rights away. It's crazy to me. And um, the fact that Clarence being the jackass dickhead misogynist that he is, um, the fact that he would then say like, oh, we should look into these other things and maybe overturn those as well. It's like, sir, who fucking hurt you? Like, what is wrong with you? And then your, and then your racist ass wife, your racist ass wife and your racist ass, like in-laws are like, oh yeah. And then your wife having something to do with January 6th, which is also on our list. Like, the January 6th hearings? Are you serious? Like, what? And then on top of that, I didn't realize that he was the, um, that the Anita Hill stuff was about him. I didn't realize that that was what, yeah. was, what that was about you until I saw that movie from, like, 2016, I think. I, I, I did not realize, because honestly, a part of me thought when I was watching that movie, like, oh, this guy's dead. He's dead. He's not, he's not alive. He's a, he's a corpse in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then, nope, he's still here being terrible as usual. And I can't. <laughs> well, I think that was a pretty good transition into January sixth. <laughs> yeah, we can we can go ahead and transition into that. I've ah oh, God, terrible, awful, horrible person. Moving on. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I'm actually not as uh, up to date with this information. I know that we they had the January sixth hearings in regards to the uh, insurrection on the Capitol building, um, and basically a lot of people. Not a lot of people, but I think a decent amount of people that were at least doing reputable things are serving jail time now. Um, yeah, that's as much as I know. Um, I think that was like the only update really from that is that they basically had the hearings and they're like, all right, guilty. And yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I, <laughs> I don't really know much about the, I'm not really that up to date about it either. I, I, it's, I've seen like bits and pieces of stuff that's been going on. The main stuff I know about it is that um, basically as far as understanding what Trump had to do with the insurrection, um, it was crazy hearing. Um, I forgot her name, but it was one of the like um, secretaries, I believe, who was with Trump when it all started. And I think that at some point he had 
well, one, apparently he had been like freaking out like a fucking child about going to the White House um, or something like basically go- going to be a part of what was happening. And like when people were trying to break in to the um, to the Capitol, he was basically saying that like, oh, you should let them in. They're not trying to hurt me or whatever, whatever. Um, and then there became like a question of like the implication of what he was saying. Like, they're not here to hurt me, but they're here to hurt other people or they're not here to hurt like the collective, I guess. Um, and then on top of that, there was a stuff involving Mike Pence, how, uh, people were threatening to hang him, which like, I don't like Mike Pence. Don't get me wrong, but like, what? Yeah. Supposedly from someone who was on your side. Yeah, and then, like, there was, um, apparently at some point Trump tried to jump to the front of his limo and, like, tried to, like, grab the wheel to turn around to go to the... It was just something really wild and insane, and I... I... (sighs) Yeah. I just, I... I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, maybe the comeuppance will come up, you know... Based on what happened in Mar-a-Lago when the FBI raided his house. Oh wow, yeah. I don't know if I had that. No, I didn't have that on, on our list. That's no, no. a separate event, but I mean, like, it's all it's all it connected. Kind of blend, you know, it's it all connected. But yeah, no, I we'll see what happens. I can't imagine that Trump doesn't get indicted at this point. Um, I and. I, to make I it hope clear, they find I, something. <laughs> they're probably gonna find something for sure. I hope, and, like to make it clear, it'd like be so bad. <laughs> yeah, and like it has nothing to do with his political affiliations. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's just that he's a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, he's like, a shitty person who clearly has been doing shitty things for the past like 40, 50 years of his career. So like, yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, just, just jail. Go. Get, yeah no honestly lethal <laughs> injection no i'm just kidding but jail jail 100 percent. jail um uh so cut yeah that, cut that cut that no, just... cut that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so january 6th was a crazy time um and uh it's crazy that like we're finding out just how deep this whole thing went how Marjorie Taylor Greene was low key kind of a part of it. How Clarence Thomas's dumbass wife was a part of it. Like it's just it's just insane. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene, jail. Yeah. Send her to prison. I've had enough of her. Too much. The things too I've much. been seeing on Twitter, just like her statements in regards. I'm just like, you just need to not say anything. Like you're not. I don't know how you're in this position. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know how she's, because, like, she to me feels like the very definition of failing upwards. I don't, like, she's so, and uh, I just can't with her <laughs> and the stuff that she says. Um, when, um, one, one topic that we didn't put down here was uh, Uvalde, um, which I don't really know if there's much to be said about that. It's, it's fucked. a tragedy. Fucked. It's horrible. It's fucked up. The police are terrible in that situation. Awful. But the fact that, like, a reporter asked her about, like, why there are so many events like this that are happening across our country, and her response was to come back at them about knifing, about people being attacked with knives, and it's like, Marjorie? (laughs) 
That's not your the response to why is there so much violence in this country should not be well. Your country has violence. <laughs> well, look at the knife problem you have. <laughs> like what? What type of response is that? Like, like I'm confused. Not even like the the uh, like the politician answer of oh. Like, what happened in Uvalde was a tragedy. My heart go, go, and prayers go out to the families of Uvalde. And then gave a BS answer. Then you could have given, like, even the poli- like the political answer right there, where they usually lead off with that, never was said. Just like, what about the knives? <laughs> it was just so, it was just, oh my god. She's just out of her mind. And the fact that she's a politician is really scary to me. Wait, um, did, did you say out of your mind? Well, oh, it's a good thing we're going yes. on to Alex we love, Jones. We love this because, <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. So, Alex Jones. Alex Seymour Jones. Oh God. Um, so that's a- his middle name. <laughs> <laughs> so currently, uh, at the time that we're recording this, or rather, I guess it's been a week. I don't know if it. No, it ended because he was. They did put down like a final decision. I don't remember what that decision was, but it was like he had paid a lot of money. Regardless, um, so Alex Jones um, was put on trial. Uh, it was a defamation case uh, involving the family of uh, a victim in the Sandy Hook uh, shooting. I don't remember if this was a class action suit or if it was just uh, a just regular defamation. Um, but with that being said, uh, Alex had made some very, very... Um, Wild awful. claims, awful claims about uh, Sandy Hook being a hoax, uh, the family lying about uh, their child dying in Sandy Hook, um, and that it was all a ploy for people on the left, for um, liberals and um, Democrats to try and push uh, their agenda about gun violence. Uh, well, and first, then first of all, um, during the trial, uh, when one of the mothers testified or was at least on, oh, what's it called? What's it called when you're like on the on the bench? Or on I, the... I, yeah, you, you're you're testifying. I guess she's testifying. I didn't know if she was if it was a cross examination or if it was like oh, well, of, I don't remember. I think I she was remember. testifying, but she was she's basically based um just giving a thing. She was basically like going after Alex. In the most civil way possible. Like, she was just like, you know you don't believe in this. You, you know that, like, what you're saying is false. Like, she was very calm and collected when she was saying these things. But then she said the most outrageous thing, where she's like, you know that your episodes or your whatever you're doing is making you over $500,000. Like, the conspiracy shit that you're spewing is making you that much money. What? <laughs> what i'm i'm at a loss for words (laughs) that's insane that that this man is making so much money off of bullshit like it's insane it's crazy i've been saying that a lot about all these events but like they are (laughs) like i I, (laughs) there was a war in ukraine during all of this yeah no we didn't even talk (laughs) about ukraine oh my god like there's just so much but in the case of alex jones um he's always been crazy he's always been wild but like at no point did i ever think that he was um a pedophile <laughs> as well first off i think that he's possibly a compulsive liar because did you see the stuff that happened like when he was testifying or um, when he was on the stand briefly yeah he this man straight up uh was live streaming the trial and had a picture of the judge overseeing the trial on fire 
No. And, and then when they were asked about it, he was like, no, it, it's justice. Like, justice as an idea being burned down. And it's like, well, isn't that the judge in the picture? Uh, well, yes, but it's just, it's justice as a whole on fire. And it's like, what? <laughs> While you're on trial? Like, are you serious? Like, that's insane. That's crazy. And then um, he... Uh, uh, the, the, um, the lawyer was asking him like a quest, ask him questions. He wasn't answering properly. The judge basically stopped him so that way he wouldn't answer. At one point, the judge had to, had to go into recess because Alex had said something in front of, in front of the jury that he was not supposed to say. And the judge like admonished him for that. It was just like, a lot of weird stuff that he was doing and he was constantly lying. At one point, um... He started saying something, and the judge, like, told him to stop and to answer the question. And then he, he said, like, oh, okay, so when she's allowed to say X, Y, Z, that's okay. But when I try to say something, like, I can't. All right. That's fair. And it's like, what are you? Uh, sir! <laughs> it's, it was bad. Sir! <laughs> like, what is going on? And during the cross-examination the, the cross with, um, <laughs> with, um, is it the defense? Or are they? The, 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 the prosecutor. They're, they're the prosecutor. The prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And the prosecutor's like, okay, um, do you know the the term uh oh, what is what was he saying um do you know the term oh oh like I'm, you, I'm you're sure. condemning yourself like uh crap was it was this the word uh perjury yeah so he's like do you know what okay, perjury yeah. is <laughs> and and then he was never like answering the question and he's like all right mr jones i need you to know what perjury is because like you're basically <laughs> like you're setting yourself up to fail and like i want to win this case but not that bad <laughs> like <laughs> You're and making then, it like, too I'm, easy for me. <laughs> oh my god! And then his lawyers being incompetent. Apparently, like his lawyers had sent his entire phone to the prosecutors by accident. I think they wanted him to lose too. Like, there's no. <laughs> I can't imagine that being done by accident. Some people were like, were like, maybe, he, maybe Alex does have a conscience, and he did that on purpose, and was like, oh no. Well, with that, also exposed his child porn pornography. Oh yeah, so... that. Oh geez, yeah. Apparently, he has like. Uh, lewd material of children on his phone. I wasn't gonna say the the that word because like I don't know. Apparently, you can get demonetized or some shit. I don't give a fuck. But bleep yeah, it. like we'll bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah, he, apparently he had like very lewd images of children on his phone. I'm tired. I <laughs> I'm tired. I, I can't. I hope they weren't the victims. I. Oh God! Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm coping, oh. Daryl. I'm coping. It's my. <laughs> oh my God! Oh no! It's so sad. I. <sighs> He'd be like, "They're not real." All this is this is all fucked up. This is all fucked up and sad. And it's Spe like <laughs> speaking of pedophiles. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Potential uh, pedophiles, Ezra Miller. <laughs> you know he's he really is the real life Flash because I don't so, know how he got from Hawaii all the way up to the East Coast. Oh my God! Okay, well I will say Ezra Miller um, is non-binary. They go by they them. Um, so Correct. I will. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'll just I'll just I just want to make that clear for anybody uh, who corrects us or anything like that. We will try our best to make sure that we are addressing them by the same by the correct pronouns. 
with that being said, they're fucking crazy. They're insane. I don't know what the fuck. They are, they are terrorizing a whole goddamn island. Well, not only that, they're, ter- they're terrorizing everybody. And abducting they're, people? They're, they are causing mayhem. And they're just doing it. And we're all just like, oh. Like, Ezra, Ezra's just out. We're like, what like, are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're the Flash. <laughs> they're too quick. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have much to say about that. It's I, just, why is this person not in jail yet? I, I mean, I think that uh, they were charged with something recently, but I don't know if that means that they're actually going to prison or if they're, like, just... Like, I don't know what's happening. And then on top of that, just to feed into that, which we could, like, kill two birds with one stone, this and how it relates to the Warner Brothers' discovery of it all. Oh, yeah. The, the silence speaks volumes. <laughs> I'm just tired. Like, all this is crazy to me. It, uh, so, okay. So, in the case of Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, um, actor, you know, um, The Flash does all that. Apparently, they've been running around, like, causing all this mayhem. <laughs> Apparently, they, they had assaulted, like, fans. And uh, they are, um, they got, like, a cease and desist, or not cease and desist, like, a restraining order placed on them because of a, um, like, there were, like, children that... They were contacting for reasons unknown. I, I, I don't know the specifics of that. Um, they were terrorizing a whole island, apparently, like, breaking a bunch of laws and causing a whole bunch of complaints in Hawaii at some point. Do you think um, Fantastic Beasts just drove them to insanity? <laughs> Probably. I don't know what... I don't know what the fuck happened. They, they seemed like such a normal person and like a nice person i don't know like they, well, they, they they seemed pretty like not under the radar but like just like you know like oh ezra miller i know them like they they're an actor they're cool well, and then all of a sudden it's like oh they're a terrorist a domestic terrorist it's like what what is happening <laughs> well they've always been um kind of like iconoclast i guess is the right is that the right word no they've always been kind of like a like an interesting outsider in terms of hollywood is concerned um because i best know ezra miller for we need to talk about kevin which is like the movie that i personally think it's his best it's their best movie i think it's um their best performance um it's uh but they've always been kind of weird like weird like that um i never thought that ezra miller would get to this point um as the flash I, I thought they were okay i thought they were decent in that role i don't really know if there was much to go off of because like we only really see them in justice league and i think in like one scene in uh uh batman v superman yeah it was batman v superman oh and also suicide squad but regardless they with did that being te- said, they like, did show up temp- uh like it for an episode of the flash cw <laughs> I hate extended universes. Anyway, um, we'll probably talk about that more in the next episode, but we'll get there. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, but Ezra Miller, like, has just been causing a bunch of mayhem. I remember back in 2020, I think it was, there was a whole incident where he, where they were, um, basically, uh, approached by a fan. And at first it seemed like kind of playful, but then they started like choking the fan out or something like that. And the camera cuts off, and you and no one knew if it was like dead serious or if it was like a joke. Um, and then like from there, people were like, "Do you remember when Ezra Miller did that?" And no one's saying anything. But now it's escalated to the point in which they're like, 
violent towards people and they're like on the run and uh, it's just sad it's sad to see because i think that ezra miller is a very talented actor and i think that it's very unfortunate to see them kind of fall from grace like that um but yeah that's all i gotta say i mean about them specifically yeah i mean i still want to see the flash movie hopefully they don't (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know they don't cancel it well that falls into our next topic which is warner brothers discovery no but like i mean even on a step like i think they were going to cancel it because of ezra miller's actions um Mm. which i'm like i get but at the same time like you know really you know snyder cut (laughs) (laughs) just you know just drop it you know i'm not gonna say anything just I'll give you money. Well, uh, here's the uh, the thing about Warner Brothers Discovery. So this one's a little bit more niche, but I guess I'll give like a short breakdown. Basically, with Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, Warner Brothers used to be owned by AT and T, and then basically with the HBO Max uh, launch and everything like that, they basically uh, accumulated a whole bunch of debt. Uh, the business model, as far as streaming is concerned, is not really the most lucrative as far as making profit is concerned. So uh, AT and T had basically sold off Warner Brothers to Discovery. Discovery um, took took over Warner Brothers. They now own own it. But now, basically, what they're trying to do is they're pr- trying to find ways in order to be able to mitigate the debt that was accrued through like HBO Max and various other business ventures that occurred with Warner Brothers. Um, and so, one way they decided to do that is by essentially liquidating. So, what they did is to start, they had uh, canceled Batgirl. Uh, the Batgirl movie was canceled uh, outright. It was almost completed, or the, or rather, they started filming, uh, and then they can't. They just canceled it. And basically, what's going to happen is it's going to be placed on the shelf, and it's going to be left there as a tax write-off. So when something is left as a tax write-off, they can't release it. Um, as long as it's not released, they can have it as a tax write-off, meaning that they could probably make more money off of having it as a tax write-off to get rid of the debt, as opposed to releasing it. One of the reasons why they made that decision is because they didn't think that Batgirl was going to be a lucrative enough film to make them uh enough money back to justify its release um that same thing goes for another movie that was going to be released which is the scooby-doo sequel they made like a scoob movie on hbo max and they were going to come out with a sequel to that and it was almost completed actually they almost finished they first finished the animation and it was uh it was scrapped they that's also going to be placed on the shelf and then there were several movies that were released on hbo max that quietly were taken down uh some of them in uh like some of the titles include uh, "Locked Down," which was like a pandemic movie starring Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, there was "The Witches," also starring Anne Hathaway. Uh, it was Robert Zemeckis' film. They um, "Moonshot," which was like a romantic comedy starring uh, Lana Condor and uh, is it Cole Sprouse? Cole Sprouse. Oh, yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, and um, uh, several other titles that were dropped from the service quietly. And it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, this thing's going to be leaving the service on XYZ date. No, they just disappeared. Um, And so this has created a lot of discourse in the film industry because now Warner Brothers has been looking more towards the theatrical model, which is fine, but that creates a barrier to entry for a lot of filmmakers as far as what movies they're going to be making. Uh, And so as far as um, movies and TV shows on HBO Max that could be axed, 
um, HBO and HBO Max are two separate entities, essentially. When you have an HBO thing, that is something that also exists on the HBO cable channel. So that includes, like, Succession, Euphoria, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Game, Game of Thrones spinoff. Game of Thrones. Um, when you're talking about HBO Max, that's Max exclusive stuff. So that's, like, um, Sex Lives of College Girls, or the Gossip Girl remake, or the, um... Or uh, Rap Shit, which is Issa Rae's new TV show. Um, so, like, there's a lot of stuff on HBO Max that could be axed. Um, and that's very uh, nerve-wracking for a lot of filmmakers and a lot of creatives. Um, now, where Ezra Miller and the Flash thing comes into play, and the reason why I kept connecting it is because I'm pretty sure the Flash is going gonna, is gonna to still be released. And a major reason for that is because what they would what they would consider is just not releasing the Flash and having it as a tax write-off. But the Flash is a theatrical film that may be lucrative enough for them to make more money, because they they assessed that Batgirl wasn't big enough. And then on top of that, as far as HBO Max is concerned, there's a potential that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to be combined into one service. And there was a a diagram that was released that really put people on on edge, um, where basically they broke down HBO Max and um. Discovery Plus uh, into two categories. Male-focused, female-focused. Oh, no. The male-focused being, like, DC properties, uh, Peacemaker, stuff like that. More scripted series. Discovery Plus was about, like, reality television. Oh. Oh, no. Um, And then on top of that, there became, like, a discourse about, like, physical media, the fact that this streaming service is now dropping media that's been created by these people, and now the only way to access it is through... and Well, assuming that it's been released on physical media, having physical media means that it's always accessible, as opposed to it being on a streaming service that basically leaves the accessibility up to the corporate entity that owns said streaming service. So, like, in the case of Moonshot, Moonshot is not a film that was released on physical media so in a sense by taking it off hbo max it's no longer available period yep can't ever get it on dvd and that and that is has become very scary for a lot of people um i'm sad that this is happening because i do think that hbo max in my opinion is the best streaming service we could talk about the technical side of it because there are it does have bugs in comparison to other streaming services if you're talking about like the technical stuff as far as streaming service is concerned i think netflix is probably the most refined but I do think that HBO Max, like, as far as their content library, has been so good. They're the only service where you can get the Studio Ghibli films streaming. They're, they have a bunch of, like, classic films you can watch. They have a merger with, with Crunchyroll and, like, things like that. Like, there's a lot of media that you can't access other, in other places that they have. And I appreciate that. But um, if it goes away, that's so sad because I really do think that they were the best ones. Damn. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to say. I mean, I don't even use HBO Max that much, but yeah, no, I, I totally get that. From a few times I did use it, they did have some stuff that was like interesting. I think I'm more scared about for the the physical media versus digital. Mm, yeah. Um, because it's like not everyone has a DVD player anymore, um, let alone like any form way to view it. So it's like having streaming services really helped alleviate um, the need to... Um, to one buy dvds um but also just like the convenience of it all and especially for like more indie or obscure films like um like moonshot where it's like where it's going to thrive on a smaller platform or well, not a smaller platform but on a platform in which you can easily access it 
um, because no one's going to be like see Moonshot on a shelf and be like, ooh, yeah. I want to watch that one movie with Lana Condor and Cole Sprouse in it where they go up to space and like he wasn't supposed to go up there. And it's like, yeah. So that's what I'm more yeah. worried about because like I don't think other streaming platforms would ever think about doing that because I feel like it's too beneficial to like take down digital only me- like media. But yeah, it is something to worth being concerned about yeah i would agree with that um yeah hopefully things get better yeah um and if discovery is like oh discovery plus fuck you um anyway speaking about discoveries um monkeypox <laughs> yep so this is probably gonna be the final topic i mean there is plenty of stuff that we didn't touch on uh that's that have happened but uh i think this will be the last one um so monkeypox are we in a second pandemic I hope not. Is it happening think... again? Oh, well, Daryl, it's a gay disease. No. <laughs> <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're in AIDS part two. <laughs> no. No, I think oh we've, my God. We, we've, we've moved past the whole homophobic, uh, hopefully, narrative that are well, diseases. Uh, yes and no. I, mm, because I think the thing about it, well, because the thing about it is that we're, right now, at least, we're mainly seeing a large, a large cases of it happening within the gay community. With that being said, I think that creates a way for the medical community to kind of pigeonhole it, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to like encompass everyone in the medical community because, of course, I think that we're now more educated than we were back in the like '80s when AIDS was popping off. Um, but with that being said, I think that that does allow for many people to use it as like a scapegoat. Like, oh, yeah. it's only happening in the gay community, so everyone else is fine. And I think there are plenty of people who are uneducated who will probably just look at that for face value and be like, oh, okay. And then just... But what if this is how we get mm. conservatives to wear masks? <laughs> I mean... You just say you're gay, um, even if you're not. And then, like, you cough a few times around them. And you be like, oh, see this spot right here? That's monkeypox. And then, like, maybe, 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 maybe. I would I would be dying. I would die. I would fall on the floor and just I would and I'd be done. That'd be so funny. But like yeah, it, it's it just sucks. And luckily it's not deadly, which is great. Um it's not yeah. like COVID in the sense that it's deadly. At least as far as I know, I I haven't heard any cases of deaths occurring um, due to monkeypox. There's pox. still possibility it's still a possibility, but I think it's like chicken pox where it's like Yeah, that was my yeah. understanding. Yeah, and it's like it's it's crazy incubation or yeah incubation period. It's like three to four weeks. Mm. So like you you That's may have it in, like not not to be like putting people in like a hysterical thing where it's like you may not know you have it until much later. It's like I, I don't think that's like that's just like a max like three to four ma- weeks max. But still like it's crazy that like it could be in your system that long and you not know. Yeah. Um. I don't think we're gonna be in a pandemic part two. Um, which, by the way, saw recently on the news that apparently the CDC is saying that you don't need a quarantine anymore for COVID. I probably fact still check- would. <laughs> I would too, but I'm just saying fact check me on that. But like, um, the, the fact that we're maybe exiting pandemic is interesting to say nonetheless. But we might be also another scare thing, which is polio. <laughs> Wait, Wait, what? You haven't seen that? New York is popping off with polio cases. How? Wait, so wait. Exactly. We thought I we thought polio was a... 
We thought we eliminated it, but apparently there's some bitches who didn't get vaccinated with polio, and now there's polio outbreaks (laughs) in New York. Yeah. (laughs) So, are people who are vaccinated, like, susceptible? Um, I don't think so. Um, it's just scary for people who aren't vaccinated. So, say, like, you have a baby, right? And then there's a bunch of people, there's an outbreak of polio. That's, like, the more concerning thing. I don't think... I don't think it's a concern for people who are vaccinated against polio, but I'll, I'll double check. I, ooh, no, not. Now, you know that we're moving backwards if we're losing rights and also diseases that were eradicated are coming back. <sighs> like, that, you know that, 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 that there's something wrong here when that's the case. Also, war. There's still a war. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is just fucked up. I mean, I think. I mean, luckily, at least as far as monkeypox is concerned, luckily there is a vaccine, which is good. Um, yes. But I think that there needs to be more of an effort to push people to actually go and get it, assuming that they that they that they're susceptible or whatever to the disease. Um. Because I feel I feel like that is some that is something that is very very like um, that's been very much pushed as far as the gay community is concerned. But I feel like it, it, to some extent it's like if you're gay, go and get it. If you're not, you're fine. Which is not the way you should be looking at it because it's not a gay disease. <sighs> yes, there's no such thing as a gay disease that just does not exist. Um, and so I just think that more people should be actively looking into those things. I personally was considering get, getting. Um, monkeypox vaccine but like i don't well first off i'm not even sure if i because i never had like chickenpox or anything like that so i don't really know exactly how it compares as far as that's concerned like vaccines i don't know it probably i have no idea i don't really know that stuff so i'd have to look into that but yeah with something like this i mean i i just think that like i don't want to deal with deal with more diseases to be afraid of you know what i mean yeah i mean but i think it's like the whole thing like um, where it's like you have oh, what is it called? A hypochondriac? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Where well, we just yeah yeah I think I think that I think that's it. I think that's yeah. Where you 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 like start being paranoid about thinking you have a disease when you don't have it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Where was where was I going with this? Oh God. Poop. Um. But just like or just being overly germaphobic, I think is like a better way to describe it. Like um, I know like growing like going to high school we talked about like MRSA like MRSA was a big thing mm-hmm. where it's like oh like there's um dr- uh, there's drug resistant like bacteria and or viruses that you can get in the hospital and they're constantly evolving and all this other so I think there just comes a point where you just gotta like turn your brain off to it and yeah, you just be exactly. like not like you should be concerned but you shouldn't be to the point where you're just like not leaving your house or you become a bubble boy yeah, exactly. Like, as as we know, shit happens every day. Um, now that you should become apathetic towards it, like someone we know. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but you shouldn't let it consume your everyday lives. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I think that that's um, 100% true. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much much else to add, but... And that's what you missed on Glee. Ah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So, moral of the story, world's falling to shit. Um, everything is terrible. And of course, there are other things that that we that we missed. I bet you, there's so much stuff that's been going on, not just here in America, but around the world in general. Um, we didn't yeah, really so, some genocides get, here and there. Yeah, we didn't really get into the details of like the Ukraine, uh, the Russia Ukraine war. Um, but as far as that's concerned, like I hope everyone's staying safe. The fact that's still going on is really sad. And. Yeah, but at least it wasn't like a complete steamroll, you know, like Russia thought it was. Russia was like, we'll be in and out Um, in like two weeks. True. Uh, Putin's a a fuckface and uh, no one likes him. No one likes you. (laughs) No one likes you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think think that's everything. I mean, did you have anything else to add? I had nothing else to add. Um, I'm just glad that we're back. We have a schedule. We're going to stick to the schedule. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, And yeah, uh, we'll be hoping to see you around more. Hope you get more uh, listens in. We'll be talking more about movies and the things to come, uh, whether that be pop culture. Maybe we'll get a little bit more spicy in our episodes, with uh, like we did in this episode with our own political views. And well, you know, we won't say anyone's wrong or right. But you know where we stand. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, of course, uh, like you mentioned, we have a schedule. Um, we're still gonna stick with a every other, like a, every other week release. Um, but we do are we are actually like get everything together, making sure everything's organized so that way we can actually like keep this up because you know we love breaks, but like let's 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 get this going. So um, yeah, thank you for listening and um, uh, tune in and. Uh, two weeks uh next time we're gonna be talking about uh the various movies that we've seen throughout the year and kind of talk a little bit about our favorites there's one in particular I'm very excited to talk about oh yes <laughs> let you guys take a while guess on what it is uh and let us know your guys' thoughts on these things um you can uh, find us uh everywhere you can find podcasts uh you can also find us on youtube um and follow us on twitter uh and yeah with that i'm daryl and i'm brandon and we will talk to you guys next time bye bye